everybody, and welcome to another episode of Indoor Recess, a podcast about kids' movies. I'm Beeks. I'm Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff, what do we do in this podcast? Watch obscure kids' movies. That's right, we do. <laughs> Jeff's doing a little dance. The cat's over here, riveting shit. Okay, so what's going on with you? Jeff's going to see his meemaw. Yeah, I'm going to see my Graham Graham. Oh, you're so sweet. It'll be two weeks since I got my shot, uh-huh. so. Uh-huh. Are you going to tell her about June and Kopi? No. Oh, <laughs> boo. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Meemaw, meemaw, meemaw. I saw a movie. It had a dog. It had two dogs. It was cute. Super cute. It's all in Indonesian, so <laughs> yeah. have fun reading. Yeah. Let's talk about new movies. June and Kopi 2. Oh, shit. June and kopi How How exactly is uh, June going to come back for June and Kopi 2? Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. <laughs> or is it one of those things where it's like, oh, it turns out that June had puppies, and it's one of the puppies, and it's like, Scamp's Big Adventure. <laughs> That's an old movie. Let's talk about new movies, by which I mean old movies. Here we go. I'm sending you a picture of the cover of the movie we'll be watching. Are you excited? I'm excited. Boop. Mm. What are we watching? The Little Fox. The Little Fox. This award-winning animated feature is a dazzling gem of first-rate animation. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, a lofty mm -hmm. claim. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, let's see who said that. Video Children's Resources Incorporated. Mm. I mean, what they say goes, right? They are the law. They are the law. They're the re- they're the resource. You know, can't go against the resource. No, can't go against this resource. The now, little fox. The little fox. Jeff, do you see what's in the uh, top right corner? Yeah, um, it says just for kids home video. That's right. We got from the people that brought you the Phantom of the Opera. And Return of the Dinosaurs, we got another Celebrities Just for Kids feature. I'm very excited. Jeff, do you wanna do you wanna talk about what, what this movie cover looks like? So this movie cover is like it's a forest. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Um there's at least a tree. There's a tree <laughs> in a the tree. Mi- Well, because there's also a chicken coop. It's like I don't think a chicken coop would just be out in the forest. Maybe so it's an this abandoned is chicken like, coop. Maybe a farm. But then foxes generally aren't welcome on farms, so who knows what's going on here. I mean, it could be a farm overlooking a forest. This is all bonkers town here. Yeah. So yeah, you got a tree, and there's like a fox behind it, which I assume is like the dad fox. Probably. And then you've got the mama fox in the front, Mm because she's got Mm -hmm. eyelashes. She sure does. So that automatically means lady fox. Yep. In the animation world. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six little foxes. And then one, like, larger fox. And I don't know if the big fox is the little fox <laughs> or how that works. Yeah, I don't I don't 100% know either. I was going to ask, so this movie's called The Little Fox. Which of these foxes is The Little Fox? The big and one. Is it the big fox? It's probably the big one. Can I tell you who I wish this movie was about? This little baby fox with his eyes open. Eyes open fox. Yeah, he's so cute looking. Because <laughs> Look he's got him. eyes. <laughs> yes, because he has eyes. Look at those eyes. He's just like, I don't know what's going on with you. And then behind them is Forced Happiness Rabbit. 
forced happy. <laughs> He's got a smile, but his eyes don't say hooray. Yeah, I guess there's something in those eyebrows that are just like, He's well, just like, oh God, all of these things are going to try to eat me. Probably, probably. And then we've got, we've got a hound dog back there. We that's do. That's just howling a tune. Yep, howling at the moon. And there's a chicken above him that's kind of pink. So its body is pink, but its head is like gray. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's, maybe it's wearing like a sweater. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's cold. And then, or maybe it's like a dress. Yeah. And then he's looking at the dog like, dude, can you not right now? <laughs> yeah. And then that chicken's on top of that coop that I was talking about. Yeah, on top of the coop. But yeah, I guess it kind of looks like, no, I guess it's just a piece of wood or something. It kind of looked like, at first I thought the coop had a chimney. Oh, yeah. But I guess it's just an extra tall piece of a... Could be like a fence post. Yeah, like a fence post or like a log or something that the coop is leaning up against. So yeah, the little fox. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then the logo for the little fox in the O, we've got this... Uh, Devious Fox. He looks like, you know, the Neighborhood Watch logo, which is like a shifty looking, like sinister figure, like looking over his shoulder. Yeah. This is like the Fox version of that. And then the X. Neighborhood Fox. Yeah. Neighborhood Fox Watch. And then the X turns into a tail. Whoa. I know. Very exciting. So, the little fox. Not even the littlest fox. It's just little fox. I will tell you the two things I know about this movie. Thing number one. It's not about a fox. <laughs> that's right. It's actually about this mushroom over here. No, 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 no. So if you are a furry of a certain age, you have heard of this movie and probably like this movie because. Uh, the, this the first... is your awakening movie. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, the, the first time I was ever made aware of this movie was talking to a some furry dude a little handful of years older than us uh and then the second thing if we were in hungary we would not be reviewing this movie because it's very popular there oh yeah this is a hungarian movie Mm. it is so popular that the little fox whichever one he may be or she is featured on one of their stamps oh shit you can get a little stamp of the little fox is the little fox coming to smash hungarian smash what oh like how they get letters what what no like smash bros yeah no i got that why why would a stamp equal smash brothers no because the fox is popular yeah (laughs) oh my god never mind you're killing the joke (laughs) i'm sorry tell me the joke the joke is that the fox is popular the joke yeah the joke is uh, like fucking they just started putting everything in smash oh okay and then it's just like oh in hungary the littlest fox the little fox is in smash i was sitting here so in all the smash cutscenes, when somebody gets invited to the smash brothers tournament they get a letter and we had just talked about stamps and I was just like, uh, is there some sort of hilarious goof about the fox stamp being on its own invitation? That's where I was coming from. No. Nope. <laughs> because I'm dense. Is that what you want to hear? Uh, what a dumb dumb. Aw. Rich McLeans. <laughs> yeah, the little fox. He's so little. In Hungary, this movie is called Vuk or Vuk. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. V-U-K. Vuk. Get vooked. Yeah, get vooked, kid. <laughs> I don't know if that's the fox's name or if that's Hungarian for fox. No idea. 
I, I do know it is a it is a fairly popular movie there. We will be watching the English version, and we will be watching the version that is on the Internet Archive. I believe there's also a version on YouTube if you don't like the Internet Archive for some reason. I love it. You can also go in there and watch Scamper. You can also go on there and watch Scamper. Yeah, I mean, you can go on there and watch it like everything. Are we going to start listing every movie you can no, watch? No, it was just related. Oh, okay. I mean, how is it related? Scamper's a Russian movie. Yeah, it is also a foreign movie that got That's an English YouTube. thing that happens to be on the Internet Archive. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Jeez, I could explain everything. That's right, explain everything. <laughs> Jeff, explain these mics. How do the mics work? I don't know. Miracles. Right. Oh, you know how they're always like, every microphone is also a speaker and every speaker is also a microphone? Yeah. That is wild. I don't I don't have anything else to say on the matter. <laughs> I just think that that concept is fucking wild. I remember reading that in a book about science facts as a kid. And I was like, there is no way that's true. And then they explained it as much as they could. To yeah, them. they're both vibrating diaphragms. Yeah. And I was just like, no, that's fucking wild. There is no way that this speaker is also a microphone and then they're like you should try it you can talk into a speaker and it's like you sort of kind of can but yeah yeah yeah. reminds me of the thing i think it's every rectangle is a square oh but not every square is a rectangle yeah yeah or is it the other way around it's every it might be every square is a rectangle that's it yeah because the rectangle is these two sides Y'all can't see me. Parallel I'm up sides and down are like hand. the same length or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's it's these two sides and these two sides are equal. Yeah. And if you're square, of course they're equal. Yeah. And then a square is all sides are equal. So yeah, yeah every square so, is so a rectangle. So every, every square is technically a rectangle. Yes. But not all rectangles are squares. Yes. Rectangles yes. are not squares. Rectangles are not squares. They may Cat. be square, but they're not squares. That's right. Cats are not dogs. Just they're not. <laughs> okay, let's get into predictions about the little fox. I keep wanting to say the littlest fox. Well, it's because you got happy the littlest bunny over right? there. Right? Oh, who do you think would win in a fight between the, the little fox? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He would tear his face off. Holy shit! Even when Happy is in Scrappy mode, dude, Scrappy can't handle a fox. Scrappy went fucking toe to toe with that guard dog it's an old ass fucking needle teeth dog <laughs> yeah this is a fox this is a fox okay predictions about the little fox what do you think little fox is gonna be about man i'm kind of like mm, i don't know <laughs> i'm kind of getting rover dangerfield vibes Ro- wow can i ask why i don't know it just reminds me of the, the whole like fish out of water thing because there's these like farm animals and shit oh, so it's okay. like maybe I don't know. You think maybe the fox is going to go like live on the farm or something? Maybe. <gasps> or like befriend all the like farm animals, but yes. then the farmer's like, get the fuck out of here. Maybe. <laughs> now, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because I do know one other little fact about this movie. It was made in 1981, and I believe that's the same year that The Fox and the Hound came out. Mm. So that might just be a coincidence. But I'm looking at this movie cover, and I see a fox, and I also see a hound, so... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. What's I wrong was just me? looking at it. Oh, okay. 
Here, you can you can move the fucking. No, I have my own copy. I just have it sitting way over here. I know, right? You're relying on me and my fucking ten percent battery. Mm-hmm. Charge your phone for once, maybe. No. <laughs> Captain, I live at home forever. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh my god, that's the thing. Oh y'all, since working at home, battery life means fuck all nothing to me. Because I can just turn around and charge it whenever the fuck I want. But when I'm at work... You can also do that at work if you bring a charger with you. I don't bring a charger with me. Well, that's on you. I know. I'm just saying, when I'm at work, I'm just like, Oh, Christ, I just saw it go from 96% to 95 Jesus, fuck. Just take an extra charger no. and leave it in your desk. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. But that's the thing. That's the thing. My cube doesn't have any free there's no outlets. output yeah outlets so i could charge it through the computer but that takes ten thousand years yeah so that's my thing you know i could also unplug my <laughs> are do you are you expecting me to unplug my electric stapler yeah no i need that thing use your hands no what the what the fuck Use your hands you like some... I have to at work with my hand stapler. You think I'm some sort of fucking caveman? I have an electric stapler, dude. This is the year of our Lord, 20 and 21. My stapler is electric. It's got a cartridge. It's got a cartridge of staples I load up into it. And the sides are always covered in this, like, grease, and I fucking hate it. Because <laughs> if I touch the sides, it's like, ah, ew. Do androids dream of electric staplers? Yes. Probably. What would an android have to staple? Papers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit that needs to be held together. Yeah. All right. No, okay, all right, fox. So you're saying that the fox goes to live on the farm? Yeah, or maybe not like on the farm, near yeah. the farm, enough to where it makes like Farmer Joe wary. Mm, Farmer Joe. He's like, I don't know about this fox. Yeah. I think, so we got Mama Fox, clearly established Mama Fox, and we've got looking around the tree Fox, probably Papa Fox. I bet whoever the little fox is gets separated from Mama and Papa Fox. Probably, yeah. And he needs to go find his family. And I don't know, maybe he stumbles onto a farm. (laughs) Or it's like Apocalypto. What? Where somebody comes in, captures most of his family, oh, kills no. everybody else, oh, no. and then they're taken away to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. But then the little fox gets away, and it's about his journey back to like his family. Wasn't that whole movie like filmed in like Mayan or something, like a different language? Oh yeah, it was all in a different language. Yeah, I don't know if it was in Mayan. <laughs> well, I-, I thought the whole thing was like. They filmed it in like a different language, and that's what yeah. made it crazy and wild. And and I could have sworn the language. I don't was... think it's that wild, but no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't fucking Mel Gibson or somebody was in that yeah, movie? Yeah, Mibson. I think Mibson. he. I think he directed it. Oh yeah. Okay. It was around the time of the Passion of the Christ as well. Yeah. When he's just like, dude, I'm gonna start making movies in other languages, and it's just like okay he did do that didn't he y'all i gotta tell you what like that span of years what was that like 2006 2007 or so something like that i would say like 2006 to like 2008 i can barely remember that might have to do with the fact that you and i mostly all we did was play wow yeah and watch reno (laughs) 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 but like bigger pop culture things at large 
from that year. Like, yeah, I'll just have to take your word for it because I don't remember anything that happened those years. Oh, man. I would say good times, but... (laughs) (laughs) Better times than now. (laughs) Maybe. Just coming home. Your only concern in the world is, shit, am I going to hit level, like, blank today? You could go to Wendy's. And it still had that Dave Thomas taste. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, is been, and... Jeff has been pining Wendy's this whole week. Dude, Wendy's has not been the same since Dave Thomas died. Well, yeah, of course. They changed everything. What? Those fries. What do you miss about Wendy's? Like, you were just talking about, like, oh, I miss the blah, blah, blah burger or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I missed the Texas-sized meal deal. That was a fucking dope deal. Yeah. It was a large fry and a large Coke. And I think it was like a double quarter pounder cheeseburger for like four dollars and fifty cents. Wow! And it was like shit. See, the only thing I've ever gotten from Wendy's is like Frosties, and those aren't going away anytime. Yeah, soon. those haven't changed. So, <laughs> but their fries have. I remember when they changed it to the like, we left the skin on, and now we're using sea salt. And I'm just like, yeah, I miss the old fries. I'm sorry, dude. You missed the saddest fries. No, those are their new ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, not saddest fries. Do you remember Burger King's promotion with the saddest fries? Yeah. Because they satisfy you? Yeah. I think you had to specifically like request the saddest fries. And I never I never tried them because I, I was like, I, I don't want to. I think I did. Well, I mean, I didn't do it on purpose, but I think I got the saddest fries like once. And I was like, eh, cool good and cool but yeah uh, at some point there became this weird movement where like every fast food joint out there was just like we're gonna start leaving the potato peels on the fries and it's just like okay i if i had to guess and is I'm it not, so that we know that it's from a potato it's like guess what we do probably i bet that's it i bet by leaving the peel on it gives you that ever so tiniest little illusion of like like it's healthy this is a vegetable i'm eating vegetables i'm healthy which is like no my dude it's fries (laughs) like it is dipped in a vat of oil totally yeah it's it's fucking do you remember mcdonald's used to cook the fries in I think like the burger grease or was something. Was it the burger grease? Yeah, they or was stopped it the chicken nugget stuff. I don't know. They stopped doing it in the uh in the 90s. Never been the same, but like I was so young, I don't even fucking remember, so it's like yeah. who cares? I remember when their nuggets changed. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, "No, bring back the not in 100% cuz I don't care tasting good." Because people got all mad. They're like pink slime, pink blah, blah, blah. slime, and I'm like you know what? I'm going to put you in a blender and you're going to turn into pink slime. Wow. Wow. So aggro. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Nugcast where we talk about- uh... Stop ruining my fast food voices. <laughs> talk about Stop with food. the bad pickles. Oh my God. Shit, I y'all. Here we go. I hate the bad pixels. Jeff getting on a soapbox about bad pickles. Yep. Tell us about bad pickles. They fucking suck, dude. What does that mean, bad pickles? So bad pickles are the pickles that- like the french fries i don't know what they're doing to them it's like we didn't let them like ferment or whatever enough so they still kind of look like cucumbers Mm. and uh you know healthy and i'm like they taste like fucking ass whoa whoa (laughs) okay all right i don't there was nothing wrong with the pickles that we had they were like semi-translucent because they had been like soaked for so long oh yeah and they tasted good okay cool good but no sonic changed their shit um popeyes uses the bad pickles pretty much anybody 
I think McDonald's still has the regular pickles. You're pouring your heart out. My mind is like, your love is like bad pickles. That's right. Bad pickles is what I need. I, I don't need bad pickles, though. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm sorry, guy. I'm sorry. Nobody needs these bad pickles. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. They're fucking bad. If you had to say, what is your favorite burger of the fast food restaurants? <sighs> And when I say fast food, I mean it has to have a drive-through and or drive-in. It can't be like quick service Fuddrucker style yeah. smash burger shit. Oh, Fuddruckers is fucking gone. Yeah, I know Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers rip in peace from COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um man. Um would it be Carl's Jr.? I don't know because the Carl's Jr. fucking died too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. Um if, um, in the immediate area, I would say Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. All yeah. right. All right. Dairy Queen's See, pretty oh, dope. Oh, okay. You want to talk about things that died? Why did Dairy Queen stop carrying popcorn chicken? Yeah, they still have their fucking shit ass tacos. Does anybody order those? I. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody order the tacos from Dairy Queen? I have no idea. You know, oh, did you know that that's just a Texas thing? Oh, yeah. Apparently so. I had no idea until. I was on some form and somebody mentioned like, holy shit, did you know Dairy Queen in Texas sells tacos? As if this was not the case. I don't think I've ever been to a Dairy Queen outside of the state. So Dairy Queen in Texas has this has a a totally separate marketing campaign. Mm. That's why it's like DQ, that's what I like about Texas. Or they always mention Texas in their in their marketing campaigns. Everywhere else it's just Dairy Queen, you know, hot eats cool treats. Yeah, but just here, and the little bags have Texas on them. It's a, it's an entirely like separate marketing machine. DQ, that's what I like about the Caribbean. That's right, DQ, that's what I like about Montana. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like about the Baltic Islands. You're going very, <laughs> very like broad, <laughs> and I'm sitting here being like, that's what I like about Newark. Now it's just city specific. DQ. That's what I like about Alcatraz. Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, they have like a little. It's like when you go to Walmart and there's a fucking there's McDonald's a, in yeah. there. There's a little Dairy Queen there's on a Alcatraz. Dairy Queen and Alcatraz. All well, right. they used to until they shut down. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Once the prison left, then there goes their fucking money. <laughs> but now, now it's a fucking tourist trap. You might as well put a Dairy Queen there. You gotta, hey, you gotta DQ, hike up those fucking, fucking ramps. You yeah, might as well like, treat yourself DQ, to a blizzard. Be the only place to eat on that thing. <laughs> right. You'll make a killing. The, I mean, the ferry serves little snacks. Like, you can get, like, pretzels on the ferry. Yeah. You gotta pay those ferry prices, oh, Of though. course, dude. They got you. You're at sea. Like, what are you gonna do? Swim somewhere else? Ugh. <sighs> <laughs> We went from the little fox to fast food talk, and now we're talking about fucking Alcatraz. Alcatraz. In conclusion, how do you think little fox is going to be? Good, bad, or whatever? I think it's going to be mediocre. Okay, all right. I think it, if I had to like give it a pre-rating, yeah. I'd probably go with like probably around its friend, Phantom. I'd probably put it in the like 17 to 20 bracket. Damn, dude. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. It's a stamp. It's a stamp. They wouldn't let garbage be stamps, would they? I'm gonna. We have minion stamps. No, we don't. We don't. No. Okay. <sighs> Never mind then. We have Scooby Doo stamps. 
thought there uh, was like a minion stamp. Not that I know of. I don't believe there's a minion stamp. If there is, it must have come and gone immediately because uh, I've been buying stamps for years and I don't recall no minion stamps. I don't call no minions. I ain't got no minion stamps. I think the little fox, if it's good enough to be on a stamp, I'm going to say somewhere between 9 and 13. Because I, I think it's stamps in Brazil. Brazil. Okay. <laughs> Jeff looked up the minion stamps. They're in Brazil. What are you doing getting mail from Brazil? I'm not getting mail from then Brazil. Then how did you know there were minion stamps? I've made like an assumption that there was <laughs> one I didn't actually know. Yeah. No, no. Our stamp council is very old and they usually don't make very like flash in the pan things stamps. That's why we only recently got a Scooby-Doo stamp. Welcome to Stamp Talk, y'all. I know a thing or two about stamps. Did you know that a person has to be dead in order to be a U.S. stamp? Because they don't want to make a stamp of someone, and then it turns out that they were actually, like, history's greatest monster, and then they're like, But what if they, like, make a stamp of somebody, and then it's just like, ooh, actually, guess what? Here's a tell-all. I'm sure that's happened. Okay, let me tell you. So I own, I have a few stamps from the 50s, and there's definitely some people that that they thought of, uh, they highly regarded in the 50s, and then we look back on now on them now, and it's like, oh, this guy totally sucks. Yeah. This guy was like hardcore shitty. It'd be like if they made like a Bill Cosby stamp. Yeah, and or then like it's a Michael like, Jackson stamp. And it's like, <sighs> anyway. Boy, man, we're talking about fucking everything. <laughs> fucking Dairy Queen, Biggie-sized shit, stamps. Dude, I miss Biggie-sized stuff. I thought they brought back Biggie-sized. No, they have some, like, Biggie bag, but that's about it. Biggie bag. Yeah, it's like a it's like a $5 meal deal thing. I want my Biggie bag, Biggie bag, Biggie bag, Biggie <laughs> No. I do, but no. <laughs> Y'all, I'm fucking starving. I can't believe we're talking about fucking food, and I'm sitting here letting it happen. I could end this at any fucking moment. <laughs> I haven't yet. That's wild. And uh, okay, you you ready to go watch Little Fox? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, one more thing. All of these little baby foxes. What's the word for baby fox? Is like kit. All these kits. Do you think they're gonna have like cute names? Do you think it's gonna be like Foxy, Loxy, Moxie, Poxy, Soxy? I bet they're unnamed. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> I'm just boring. saying. Boring. All right. I didn't say it was the fun answer. <laughs> You're right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go watch the little fox. film star who's capturing the hearts of kids all over the world. He's the Little Fox, the enchanting creature whose cartoon movie is a smash in Europe and is working its magic on American shores. Based on a best-selling children's book, The Little Fox is sure to be a treasured children's classic for years to come. It's the tale of Vic, the roly-poly cub, orphaned, then raised by a wise and kind uncle. Kids will be delighted watching Vic as he learns the ways of the forest, grows strong and smart, and falls in love with a foxy young friend. The personality of each creature of the woods comes alive in this top quality feature the entire family will adore. It's a wondrous tale kids will love watching again and again. The Little Fox.
Little Fox. Little Fox. We have returned, <laughs> comrade Jeff. Das Vadanya. Yeah. <laughs> what did we watch? The Little Fox. The Little Fox. Das Vadanya, Pandehos. What? No. <laughs> but this isn't Russian. It's a Hungarian movie. The Little Fox, also known as Vuk. Or Vic. Or Vic. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the movie begins, and it's springtime in the forest. And it's like a, it's like a watercolor opening. Yeah. Like, shit starts, like, boop, and then, like, spreading. It's like a time lapse of a watercolor. Somebody painting a watercolor yeah. forest. It's very nice. And we see a family of foxes living in a hollowed-out tree. We got a mommy fox, a daddy fox, about five little baby foxes, but none of them matter. Yeah. What, <laughs> the only fox that does matter, the only fox that gets a fucking name is Vic. I called a- that. AKA Vuk. I'm pretty sure I was like, I don't think it names any of them. No. Except for like the one. I wanted it to, but it didn't. There's a reason for that. Yeah. So we also, we get a credit sequence, and I thought this was really interesting, that the credit sequence is like the original Hungarian. It's all written in Hungarian. <laughs> sure. It's it's written in a totally different language, and it says uh, Vuk the Little Fox, but in this movie they will be pronouncing it Vic, V-I-C. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce it, like actually factually, but I'm going to go with it. We also learned that, that it is based on a novel from 1965, I believe. So we get the uh, family foxes, and they are all going to sleep. All the little baby foxes, except for one. It's Vic. He doesn't want to go to sleep. It's time for the dad to leave the Warren, the fox uh, crew. Foxhole. Yeah, the foxhole. <laughs> it's time for the dad to leave the foxhole and go hunting. He goes hunting at night. Vic does not want to go to sleep. He says, well, why can't I go with dad? I think and it's a den, actually. A den? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Fox den. Den of sure. foxes. Well, but it's a tree. It's a hollowed out tree. Does any place a group of foxes inhabit become a den? Because sure. I figured like if they dig it, then it's a den. Mm. Mm. Foxologists, please write in. They were technically under a tree. I guess. Mm. Whatever. The fox household yeah daddy's the fox coven the fox coven dad's gonna go hunting mom says little vic it is time for you to go to sleep good and sleep. he's just like i super don't want to and while she turns her back on him he runs out and follows his dad hunting for you see little vic is named after his grandpa and i guess in the world of like foxies does is is the is the line something his grandpa used to say or is it something that his name means it's like whatever he sees he catches oh i never got where he got that they mentioned it had something to do with his grandpa but i don't know if they said it's something that his grandpa used to always say or it's what his grandpa's like like his name like what it means no i don't idea. know <laughs> but either way vic hears this and he's like oh well Whatever I see, I'll catch. So I'm going to go catch things. Whatever I can see, I can catch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His dad is trying to sneak up on a animal. And Vic just shows up and is just like, what's up, little bird? I'm Vic. Whatever I see, I can catch. 
And he's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, please, please go back. Like, you, you don't need to be here. Uh, what are you doing? Go home. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, turn around and go home right now. And Vic's like, all right, fine. So he starts to head back to the Warren slash burrow slash den slash cave slash tree slash nest. And he sees a frog hopping along the uh, the path. And he's like, I'm seeing it. So you better believe I'm going to catch this. And he starts chasing after the frog. The frog jumps into the pond and he's like, well, okay, I don't care because I'm going to wait here all damn night because eventually you're going to come out of this pond and I will catch you. Meanwhile, we see Vic's dad. He's at the farm. We also see a dog named Barney and a rooster named Marty. Marty the rooster. Yeah. These animals are conspiring Barney says, here's the thing, Marty, you're going to crow and attract the fox. And when the fox shows up, I'm going to chase the fox. And Marty's like, I hate this idea because (laughs) if I start crowing, the fox, yeah, like he's he's going to come come, get me. Yeah, like he's going to come here. All right. And he's going to fucking eat me. But Barney reassures him that that won't happen. Meanwhile, Vic's dad is hearing all of this. He's like, wow, these two idiots. I can totally see them. Like, they're not being sneaky. Yeah. Um, he's fucking, he's a clever fox. He is. He he outfoxes them, you might say. Marty the rooster starts crowing. And Barney starts chasing Vic's dad. They go all through the farm. And eventually... The fox jumps through a fence that's missing a post. He's able to jump through because he's very thin. But Barney the dog is a little bit bigger and he gets stuck in between the posts. This is where Vic's dad, so I wrote this down. This is where Vic's dad says, go on a diet, you traitor. Yeah. Well, I don't really know, like, maybe it's because they're both of, like, the canine species yeah that's the only that's genuinely the only thing i could think of because it's not like it's not like this dog was a wild dog and then was like i'm gonna go become civilized and it's not like this is a fox that's being a guard dog like this is a dog i have no idea Um, i don't either but i do know is that while he's stuck in that fence, Vic's dad circles back around and murders the shit out of that rooster. He super, super does. Our next shot of Vic's dad is he's got a mouthful of rooster. He's holding that rooster. And that rooster's dead. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they don't show you any like blood or anything. And the rooster doesn't have X's for eyes. So Vic's dad lays the rooster down on the ground. And it looks like at any moment he's just going to get up and be like, yeah. Boy, that was close. But no, that nope. does not happen at all. Uh, and then, like, all the other fucking dogs are immediately talking shit. Yes, these are the world's most gossipy dogs. And they have their own, like, Twilight Bark. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Yo, did you hear about Barney? Did he you see what happened to Barney? Sucks. He I can't got believe... his rooster killed. Yeah, I can't believe that dumb fox outfoxed Barney. Barney must be even stupider. And then Barney just mm-hmm. totally, like, goes up to one of them and pins it on another dog and yes. manipulates the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so there's this other dog that's like, Hey, Barney, I heard you were dumb. I heard the fox I heard beat you. heard you suck. And he's like, No, it wasn't me. It was Carl the German Shepherd. You know how those German Shepherds are. Yeah, fucking Carl. And the other dog buys it immediately. And he's just like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, that sounds like Carl. Yeah, it's a pretty Carl thing to do. (laughs) And it's like, okay. 
While all these gossipy dogs are gossiping, we see Vic's dad, like I said, he's got a mouthful of rooster, and he also sees a rabbit go by, and he's like, hey man, wouldn't it be great if I could return home with a rooster and a rabbit? The two R's of any great deal. Mm-hmm. Deal. Mm-hmm. Meal. <laughs> Mini meal, yeah. The meal deal. The meal, ooh. The Texas-sized meal deal. Texas-sized meal deal. Who had the Texas-sized meal deal? Wendy's. Oh. That's what we were talking oh, about on the yeah. pre-show. Yeah, you were bitching about that. Forgot all about that, folks. That was a few days ago. Texas-sized meal deal is a rooster and a rabbit. So is the Texas-sized meal deal a a Texas-exclusive thing? I don't know. Can you I have get to like, go talk to Wendy's like 15 years ago. Can I get... Oh, they, so they don't even do it anymore. No, they don't do that shit anymore. Shit, that God. was like... I was going to say his name when somebody that we knew worked at Wendy's used to work there from high school. We knew somebody. that. Yeah. Hatsune Miku. Oh, Jesus. Dude, I barely remember that guy. <laughs> I... <laughs> do, do you remember Junior? I do remember we had a, a we knew somebody that was a uh, an aspiring comedian and he had a type five about Dale Earnhardt Jr. And it was fine <laughs> it wasn't great i don't know i always felt bad okay all right no we're we're taking it we're, we're digressing for a minute he told us his routine about dale earnhardt jr here's the thing y'all i just don't think stand up is very funny i just don't laugh at stand up i've never laughed at stand up because uh, you have a heart of stone yeah i guess i've got a heart of stone i don't know well, you've explained you don't like stand-up because it's all rehearsed. Yeah, it's all super rehearsed. It's all the exact same jokes. It's like, oh, here he comes. He's playing the Dale Earnhardt joke again. And it's like... It's... Squirrel jokes, squirrel jokes, <laughs> yes, squirrel yes. jokes. Oh, my God. And so he did his thing, and, like, other people are cracking up. And it's like, it's it's not that it wasn't funny, but it's just it didn't make me laugh because stand-up doesn't make me laugh. And when he was over, he's like, you know, I like the way that you wanted to laugh, but you kept it in. Because like you didn't you didn't want to force a laugh you didn't want to do this to like make me feel good and it's like nah dog I just didn't think it was that funny <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know where he is Domino's app featuring Hatsune Miku wherever you are I hope that you are out killing it and your dreams of stand up stardom came true and uh, I, hope, I don't think they did I don't think they did because I've never heard of you from you ever again. But you know what? I hope wherever you are, you're out crushing it. So Vic the fox, huh? Yeah. Vic's dad sees a rabbit and he's like, yo, I'm going to go after this rabbit too. He starts to go after this rabbit when we hear blam, blam, blam. Blam, 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 blam. That's right. Man. Man is in the forest. This freaks Vic's dad out and he drops the rooster and runs. We see the shins downward of a dude and his dog, Fido, and he's just like, I could have sworn I saw a rabbit. I also think I saw a fox, and now there's like this rooster out here. Man, there's definitely a fox around here. I'm going to go try and get him. Fido gets the scent of, of Vic's dad, and we see the hunter and Fido descend upon the hollowed-out tree. Cut to Vic. He's yep. at the pond, <laughs> unaware of any of this shit. He, he gives up waiting for this frog and he comes home to see his 
warren slash cave slash burrow has been slash coven slash coven slash nest din, slash den slash clever slash clever clever fox ah, his home has been completely dug out yep and uh he goes down into the little hole and nobody is around yeah he's like oh man they all went out looking for me and i'm just like Yo, they're fucking dead. My friend, His whole family is dead as shit. They are dead. They are straight up dead. We do not see bodies, but it will be confirmed later that they're dead. This movie has a body count. Yeah, and it's already racking up. We got yeah. one, two, and then maybe like five brothers and sisters. Yeah, we've got seven foxes dead uh, and one rooster, and rooster right now. I-, I was trying to think earlier today. Have we ever had another movie with more on-screen deaths? Not as much as this one. Now, I know in Tentacolino, people got zapped and you could briefly see their skeletons, but I don't think they straight up died. No. I think, <laughs> like, these dudes are dead. There's uh, definitely clear death coming up. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Vic leaves his Din Warren Cove, whatever, and looks out and says, well, where is everybody? I don't understand. Once again, we hear another gunshot and Vic says that sounds like thunder but it's not raining and he looks up and we see a flock of ducks flying by until one of them just immediately eats it and starts plummeting towards the ground dude that bullet goes through it and blood comes out and I was just like I just wrote down we just watched a duck die we did (laughs) we have on screen duck death because Hungary says fuck you fuck your this is the way it is yeah Fuck your molly coddling of children. It's time to show some death. So this duck plummets like right in front of Vic. He's a little freaked out and he kind of wanders off. And out of nowhere, this other fox shows up. This other older fox. And he says that he is uh, Vic's uncle, Carrick. Carrick says, Vic, you're coming with me now. You're going to live with me. You're going to love it. I have a place up on this like cliff. It's great. And Vic is like, well, what about my mom and dad? And Carrick's like, uh, yeah, you know, they're not coming back. You should really yeah. come with me. Everyone that still has a mom and dad, please step forward. <laughs> not so fast, Vic. Not so fast, Vic. So before their, their journey, Vic says, well, I know where we can get a dead duck. Do you want this duck? And Carrick's like, what do you mean a dead duck? And Vic leads him to the duck. And Carrick is able to identify that this duck has been shot because there's a hunter around and they really need to skedaddle now. Before they go, though, Carrick says, Vic, are you hungry? You can eat this duck. And we see a toss-up of feathers come from the bottom of the screen. And when the camera pans back down, the only thing that's left is the duck's head with like a bone sticking out of it. Yeah, there's like a bone sticking out. And it's like, dude, he ate that whole fucking duck. He ate the whole fucking thing. Feet and all. So they make their way up the hill. It's hard for Vic to climb up the hill. So instead he turns around and butt scoots his way up there. Yeah. <laughs> Vic also asks a million and one fucking questions because he's a kid and that's what kids do. You know, when we watched Scamper, we diagnosed Scamper with ADHD. What do you think about young Vic? Uh, I think Vic is just very energetic. Yeah. Because we've got a million questions. We've got, I need to go home, but oop, there's a frog. I'm going to follow this frog. Yeah. But like, Scamper was like acting out all yeah, the I time guess, I guess and that's true. being all like, everybody look at me. We, yeah. I can go fast. Yeah, sliding down shit, jumping into the water. 
Yeah, I guess I guess Vic's just a hyperactive kid. So they But I did write down there's a lot of speed racer talking going on. <laughs> there is a fair amount of speed racer talk. Where it's just like constant talking. Yes. And it's just like holy shit, stop. <laughs> Um, it's okay if there's silence for a little bit well even even carrick is tired of it he's like please be quiet and stay in this little cave it's nighttime and it's time for me to hunt i think they were also like kind of talking in circles sometimes because they were trying to fill mouth flaps there was a fair amount of that yeah here's the thing that as that i was going to do and the thing is what i was going to do is this and i was just like stop (laughs) yep it's morning time and while the uncle is asleep Vic is ready to go out and explore. He wanders off and chases after a butterfly. He tries to eat some plants. Spoiler alert, he doesn't like the taste of plants. Nope. Or they're like straight up flowers. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to chomp a butterfly and it misses and hits the flower. Yeah. And he's just like, ugh, that didn't taste very good. And I feel like this butterfly is not going to taste very good either. Yeah. Eat shit, butterfly. <laughs> He also tries to attack a lizard, but in doing so, kind of falls down the uh, mountain and almost off a damn cliff. It takes him, like, the whole rest of the day to climb up the cliff. And by the time they get up there, it's evening time. And it Carrick says, guess what, Vic? I'm going to take you hunting. Woo! Yeah. Carrick starts giving Vic lessons, some very helpful tips and tricks about hunting. Like, hunt at night. Because... It's good to rely on the cover of darkness and how to travel downwind and to, you know, be very aware of your scent. Vic listens to none of these rules and wanders off and trips over a fucking porcupine. (laughs) I love this fucking porcupine. Oh, I wrote down porcupine MVP. I did too. Oh my God. (laughs) Right here I wrote MVP question mark. I have two possible MVPs. Okay. Carrick lays it down for Vic and is like this is a porcupine he's covered in needles and as Carrick is giving Vic the lesson about porcupines the porcupine keeps interjecting is like sure am sure am don't try it kid yeah don't fuck me up yeah so Vic's like oh covered in needles huh I bet I can flip you over and you can't you can't be covered in needles all the way around and yeah the porcupine's porcupine's like like, just try it yeah This is a very sassy porcupine. He fears nothing, and I love him. (laughs) But it's time for the porcupine to leave us. Bye, Uh, Porky. I know. Gosh. They wander through the forest, and they also meet Meow the Cat. This is formerly the farmer's cat, but the cat decided to wander off and become a wild cat. Once again, Vic is like, hey, cat, I'm going to eat you. The cat is like, my ass you are. I have claws. (laughs) This is where we also learn that Meow the cat was able to see Vic before Vic even got there because uh, the reflection of his eyes. Yeah, was, his eyes shine. Yeah, was reflecting the moon and. The Jellicle moon. The Jellicle moon. Uh oh, special podcast guest, Sammy. Sammy, would you like to say anything on the pod? Aww. Aww. Hey, kitty. So damn cute. Okay. His little feet. So he does have feet. Uh, no, he's all squirmy. Oh, squirmy worm, get out of here! All right, so that's the last we'll see of Meow. So they're still they're still hunting in the forest and stuff. When we reach the very very edge of the farmer's property, Carrot tells Vic to never ever go over there. It's not worth it. 
It will never work out for him. This guy's got dogs. This guy's got traps. And more importantly, he's got a thunder stick. It will yeah, kill dude, you. Yeah, dude, he went to the fucking, like, NBA game, and they were all like, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, he was one of the first 5,000 people in. Yeah, so he got those fucking little inflatable stick things. Mm-hmm. He can just bash together. Yeah. This is where Vic vows revenge because, oh, this is also the moment where Carrick's like, yeah, this dude killed your whole family. Yep. I think Vic figures it out. I think Vic says, like, this is the guy that took away mom and dad, right? And Carrick's like, well, you were going to figure it out eventually, but yes. Yeah. So this is where Vic swears revenge. It's time for Vic to go hunting on his own and... What hops out of the grass, Jeff? A little frog. A little frog. Who's like singing a song. This frog is singing a love ballad. (laughs) What is he doing? He's just like, I love you. Yes, I do. Yeah. Under the moon. And it's like, what the fuck? Like every time he hops, he says a word. Yeah. Vic starts to stalk the frog, but he decides against it and instead goes after a duck. He, he is able to catch the duck and starts kind of getting into it when a older mangier fox comes up. I don't think they ever give the name of this fox, but he's like, what are you doing? This is my territory. That means that's my duck. You better go away. I'm going to eat you. And out of nowhere, Carrick shows up and he's like, what'd you say? And this fox immediately turns chicken and is like, oh, uh, I didn't know you were with Carrick. What I meant to say was this is Carrick's territory and that's Carrick's duck and I will be leaving. And Carrick's like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought you said. Carrick don't take no shit. No, he does not. Carrick then explains to Vic that's like, yeah, man, this is your duck. You can you can eat it, but you might want to defeather the duck. So once again, we get a explosion of feathers from the bottom of the screen and we we cut to <laughs> like a rib cage and some bones lying around and we see Vic just suck up a bone. Hashtag, yeah, he just goes slorp. Yeah. Hashtag I ate the bones. I ate the bones. Yep. We now get a time skip and Vic is all grown up. Well, okay, he's like a young adult. Yeah. And he's fucking And Carrick looks the same. He's fucking cute. <laughs> Holy damn. <laughs> fuck <laughs> he grew up and remember <laughs> and remember in the uh, pre-show how i said that if you're a furry of a certain age you do have a fondness for this movie yeah i was like oh yeah no okay it's i like, get it there it is yeah there it is there it is it's summer now and we learn that carrick and vic have started they still have their little home up on the mountain kind of overlooking the cliff it's a great little place to be but they've also started taking to living under these bushes alongside a giant wheat field. And we learned that tomorrow they will start harvesting the wheat field. And that means that their hiding spot will be all gone. So they need to start heading back to their old stomping grounds. But before they head back, Vic, being as curious as ever, goes over to the farmer's place. Because Vic is like cocky now. Yes, he very much is. He goes up and immediately murders a peacock. Yeah. Which, okay, first off, sidebar, like, farms with peacocks. I know, no, 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 I know that's a real thing. Yeah. Because when I was little, I went to a farm on a field trip, and they totally kept peacocks there. And 
I don't know what for, though. I don't know what for either. I don't know if peacocks make good... Eggs? Eggs. I don't think they eat peacocks. Maybe they harvest the feathers. I have... I have no idea. Genuinely no idea. No, it just... It just... It made me happy to see that, like... Like I said, this movie's from Hungary. And it's like, oh, good. Hungarian farmers must also keep peacocks for some reason. (laughs) Good, good, good. But hey, y'all, don't stress about this peacock anymore because Vic lunges out from off screen and immediately kills this thing. He inhales it. Just eats it all up. Mm -hmm. While he's doing this, there's another bird in the tree. And this bird is just a shitbag for no reason. And he's just like, hey, fox, I see you there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell the hunter that you're here. Yeah. And it's like, what a dick. Yeah. And Vic's just like, okay, I don't give a shit about you. Whatever. Because now Vic has found a box with a fox. There's a fox in that box. That's right. And it's a lady fox. It's a lady fox. Uh-oh. Carrick has told Vic that everyone that lives on the farm is a servant to the master. And they, they will not be nice to him. So Vic goes over to the fox box and is like, hey, why do you serve this farmer guy? Isn't that, that's weird. Why are you weird like that? And the lady. Why are you so strange? Yeah. And the lady's like, look, I'd love to leave. I'm trapped here. Like, yeah. I can't get out. He calls her like a coward or something like yes. that. And he's just like, what? You don't want to be like a hunting fox in the forest, you coward? Yeah, and it's yes. like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so she she explains that he's trapped and again he's like why don't you just break free i don't get it why don't you just get out of here and it's like damn guy and she's like i can't and he's just like well i'm gonna go and she's like wait don't go you're so nice to me and i was like nice (laughs) nice he calls you a coward (laughs) i think she's just so like she's so traumatized she'll take anybody at this point yeah but Vic says i'll come back tonight with my uncle we'll get you out of here Boom, boom, boom. It is evening. It's also storming real bad. Vic and Carrick are at the farm. Carrick is like, why did I let you talk me into this? This is a bad idea. It's like, this is stupid as hell. This is so stupid as hell. But Vic can't stop thinking with both his tummy and his dick. Because he's got to go get that fox lady. Carrick starts digging under the box with the intention of... I guess like tunneling underneath it and popping back up. Yeah. Yeah. Carrick digs under the box and they tell Foxy, that's her name. Foxy to Foxy dig. the Fox. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has a cool, interesting name like Boo. Vic and Carrick, but no, this is Foxy. Foxy Loxy. Buh. They tell Foxy to start digging through the box and she's like, okay, uh, I can't, this is wood. I can't get through this. So Vic has the great idea to break the whole cage. What he does is he pushes the farmer's wagon into the cage and that breaks it and the three foxes are able to escape. But of course, this loud clattering sound of a wagon running into a box and smashing it alerts the farm dogs. But that's okay because the foxes escape and they make it back to their lair. The next morning... That bird, that damn bird, the farmer is out hunting because he realizes that his fox has escaped. And this bird is like, hey, I know where all those foxes are. I know exactly where they are. Caw, 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 caw. You should come over here. Pay attention to me. Caw, caw, caw. Yeah. Fuck ass crow. Yeah. But no, the hunter says, 
I'm going to wait here on the edge of this wheat field. I'm going to get these foxes to come to me. Because, as we mentioned, this is the day that they're harvesting the wheat field. Yeah, so, so it's all going to get cleared out. Yeah, there's a bunch of combines in the field making a horrible noise. And we see the foxes in their little spot underneath the bushes. And Carrick's like, we got to go. And Vic is like... He's like, nah, bruh, relax, yeah, man. Yeah. So Vic goes out and slinks through the wheat field to see what's all going on. He sees the combines, but also he sees the hunter clearly waiting for him. He goes back to the bushes with Foxy and Carrick and says, y'all, here's the thing. If we head towards the noise, we will be totally fine. If we try to outrun the noise, we are going to get straight up shot by this hunter. It's going to suck. We should go towards the noise. Yeah, speaking of noise. Speaking of noise. Noise. Yes, no, they all they all escape the combines. Sorry. Uh, but Carrick does tell him that he's all grown up now. Yeah, and he's like, you can choose what you want to do. Like, you can either, like, run off with this chick, yeah. or we can all stay together, blah, 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 blah. Vic chooses to form a polycule, and they all stay together. Yeah. So now we get our time skip. We get a time skip, and it's autumn now. The narrator tells us that farmers have turned their attention to hunting. Yeah. With the, uh, they're tired of harvesting, and now they're ready to kill. They are. So, yes, we see... Would you like to explain the farmers? Yeah, the, the, this is where I wrote down, man has gone wild with murderous rage, mm-hmm. and we're watching a lot of animals die. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, check it out. Here's this bunny. And then it, like, flips over, and it's dead. It's like, yeah. damn. We see a, a a lot of shots. There's, like, a pheasant that gets, like, shot yeah, down. Yeah, like, quail or something. I nah, it's a pheasant. It's a pheasant. Yeah. Quails can't fly. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, we see hunters going out, making a lot of noise, clattering pots and pans, flushing a lot of animals out of the forest. And as soon as they do, their hunter buddies go and shoot them. Added to my body count, pheasant and two rabbits. So this is where we get our, our foxes are also being chased out of the forest. They go and hide again under some bushes. And this is where Vic says, if we lie low... They will not see us. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah, but then Carrick's like freaking out. Yeah, Carrick is panicking and he runs out of the bushes into like the open pretty much. And the hunter spots Carrick and shoots him. But before that, Carrick kind of jumps down into a ledge. We we don't see what happened to him. Foxy and Vic lie low underneath the bushes. And that night they go down down the ledge and they find Carrick. He is not dead, but he is dying. He was shot. And with his dying breath, he tells Vic that he's he's ready now. He's learned everything. And Vic's like, I just don't understand. Like, we would have been fine. Why did you jump like that? Why did you dart out there? And Carrick's like... Carrick's like, YOLO. <laughs> No, Carrick is like, here's the thing. I I still know a few things that you don't know. I had to create a distraction. They would have found all three of us under there. But when they saw me, they figured that's all the foxes that were, you know, under the bushes. They didn't come looking for you. They would have come looking if it was, if one of us hadn't gone out there. Yeah. So Carrick sacrificed his life for the sake of Foxy and Vic. Isn't that great? Uh, 
<laughs> oh, Foxhound, I get it. And and Carrick, with his, his absolute final breath, says that they should go back and live in his cave because uh, hunters have never gone over there. Yeah. And then Vic is all like, nah, dude, I want to fucking kill this hunter. Yes, yes. And then he proceeds to start his like lifelong torment of the mm-hmm. hunter. Vic goes out on this like little cliff and he swears to the moon that the hunter will be punished. We cut back. And we've got another brief time skip. We've got those gossipy, gossipy dogs. And they are talking about how Barney is just an immense fuck up. Vic has eaten all the farmer's eggs. He's eaten all the farmer's chickens. He's just fucking eating everything. Dude, the only thing the farmer has left are these two geese. Yeah. These two drunk ass geese. Why are these geese drunk? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I was just like, they're drunk or something yeah. for some reason. Even the farmer's like, oh, they're drunk. And it's like- Oh, I think he said like they had fermented apples. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. So he grabs the two drunk geese and kind of puts them in the farmer's house. He gives the dogs, Barney and Fido, an ultimatum. If these geese die, I am straight up killing you. Yeah. <laughs> And this this is a really long segment. It really is. Because I just wrote down, they're spending a lot of time with these geese. They do. They linger on the geese a lot. I guess they thought it was hilarious that they're drunk. Hilarious, or they just didn't really know what to do with the story. But sure enough, Vic shows up, sneaks into the... I guess they're in the barn, not the house. Uh, He sneaks up into the loft of the barn and is able to rip open a bag of flour, spilling flour everywhere. In the confusion, Vic gets one of the geese. Sure does. So the dogs realize, oh, fuck, we are done for. We we got to leave. We got to vamoose. We are going to go run away from home. And Barney and Fido lament about how they are disgraces to dog kind, and they have no idea where they're going to go, and... Everyone is going to make fun of them, and they're going to have to beg for table scraps to survive. Later that night, the hunter sets up a trap. He takes what I can only assume is the remaining geese, cooks it, and dices it up. He leaves these bear traps all over the place with with pieces of goose as the the bait. And it's it's meant for the fox. It is. It's meant for Vic, but of course... The two dogs that have escaped are hungry and sad. and Because <laughs> they're Hungarian. Uh... Yeah, pretty much. Fart noise on that one, dude. Uh, so one of them is like, hey, do you smell that? It smells like it smells like food. They go and they see the traps. And of course, they set them all off because they're dumb dogs. Dumb ass dogs. Yeah. Somehow, the farmer slash hunter is also notified that his traps have worked. He goes out there and (laughs) he sees these dogs have their, like, snoots clamped on the trap and, like, their tails and their legs. It's like, these are bear traps. Like, they should be fucked up. They would be, like, dead. Yeah, like, 
just one of these traps fucked up fucking June bad, but no, in this movie we got two dogs and it's well, played for laughs. Well, that trap was poisoned. Well, it also went like straight through her damn leg. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. Here it's played for laughs. We also see the hunter step on one of his own traps. What a fucking putz. What a jerk. That night we see the hunter has wrapped up his leg. He's been hurt real bad. And he didn't kill his dogs, believe it or not. Nope. They're there by the fire, heavily bandaged. We've got one final time skip, and it's springtime again. It's been a whole year, and we see Vic and Foxy in Carrick's old cave, now with a litter of their own. Dude, they have like 20 kids. They, Vic's litter, like we said, was maybe six foxes, six kits. Yeah. This is, yeah, like two dozen fucking... Yeah, it is a shit ton of them They there. fucked all winter. <laughs> what else are you going to do I in a mean, cave? Yeah, I guess. And the movie kind of abruptly ends right there. Yeah, it's just like, okay, bye. I thought we were going to get one more little thing about like, I, I don't know. It just, it just, boom, just ends. Bwah. And uh, that's our movie, y'all. That's The Little Fox. The Little Fox. The Little Fox. So are you ready for compliment sandwich time? Yeah. <laughs> well, would you like to explain to the audience what the compliment sandwich so is? So compliment sandwich is when we do our best, not always, but <laughs> oh, we try yeah. to say something positive and then criticism and then another positive thing Yes. at the end to yeah. bookend it Yeah, one about good thing, whatever we watched. One bad thing and one good thing. It sounds like you're having some trouble. So do you want me to start first? Sure. Okay. My first compliment is is that I straight up, straight up, love the character design of Little Vic and Carrick. I think they are drawn, just there is a style about them. They are in this very cartoony style. It's not like, it's not like Disney. It's more akin, it kind of reminded me of like Schoolhouse Rock or like almost like a Saturday morning cartoon, but not like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I just, I really, really love this style. I, I think it looked really cool. There were there were moments where somebody would be in like a certain pose, like little Vic sitting on the ground with his legs splayed out or, or Carrick sleeping with his head resting on his hands that I just thought were like really cool. And I was mm. like, dude, I want to draw that. That looks great. I don't know. <laughs> I was just really, really into the character design. It's simplistic. You know, it also kind of reminded me of like a Saturday morning cartoon or not... <laughs> Not a Saturday morning cartoon, a Sunday comic like Mother Goose and Grimm. Yeah, there's just or, or or like those Euro like Belgian comics. It just had a vibe to it that I was I was really 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 into. Just this this morning, I was while I work, I have a little sketchbook next to me, and I was just kind of I found myself just kind of idly drawing Little Vic. I don't know. Little uh, Vic. I really, really liked the character designs, especially of Lil Vic and Carrick. Anyway, your first compliment. Um, I enjoyed, like I mentioned, the like kind of watercoloriness yeah. of all the backgrounds and all that stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, the 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 backgrounds were really nice. They were very. <laughs> it's <laughs> y'all. It's hard to describe visual things yeah other than yo they look good yo they look good they make my eyeballs happy yay yay balls <laughs> yay yeah okay cool so i guess i will go into my criticism 
my criticism is I just kind of found the first half of the movie just kind of aimless. Yeah. Little Vic, uh, as much as I love his character design, I just found that part of the movie like, where is this going? What are we doing? There were some times where it seemed like it was happening way too fast. There were some times that just felt like it was going on forever. I just didn't really know what was happening. It felt like the second half of the movie had more of a, a story. Yeah. Also, I found Little Vic kind of obnoxious because he was just <laughs> rapid fire with the fucking questions. Much like Carrick, I was like, hey, how about you go shut up for a minute? How about you go over there? You're bothering me. Yeah. If I was going to watch this movie again, I might fast forward through the little Vic parts. You know, if this was a laser disc, I might ride that jog wheel for a minute. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I just. Uh, my criticism would be kind of about the end of the movie. Oh, OK. Because I felt like. I don't know. I definitely wrote down a note at some point. Let mm-hmm. me see where it was. I think it was after the dogs left, but before the bear trap stuff. Sure. And I was just like, shouldn't this be over? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I felt like everything got wrapped up, sort of. It was just like, okay, how long are we going to stay on this, like, tormenting the farmer thing? Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah. You're right. It. And I was just like, where? where is the end of this movie? They do the whole thing where, like, the dogs are going to run away from home. And it's like, okay, are we going to are we gonna focus on the dogs now? Is this a story about the dogs? Like, are the dogs going to join forces with Vic? Like, why are we, why, why are we caring about the dogs? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, I don't even want to say dealt with, but the fact that, like, it's a problem for all of five minutes... And even the farmer's like, I'm going to kill you fucking dead if these geese die. And then, boom, no, he just lets them back in. It's like, so... It was an empty threat. I guess. I don't know, dude. He was stressed. Yeah, I guess. He, he's like, I didn't mean what I said. Aww. And now for my for my final compliment. This might not be a compliment for everybody, but it's definitely a compliment to me. Is that this movie, I think, would be a great double feature with... Uh, Scamper the Penguin. I got major, major, major Scamper vibes from watching this. You know, it's it's the story. The whole movie takes place in like a year. It's the story of a little animal, grows up, faces some hardships, whatever, meets a pretty lady. I don't know. <laughs> and both Scamper and the little fox are not heavy on plot. They're just kind of like, here's a, here's a slice of life. And you're either going to be super into that or you're going to hate it. And I don't know if I would say that I'm super into this movie, but it did remind me a lot of Scamper, and that's cool. You're like, that's never a bad thing. It's not. It's never a bad thing for me. What is your final compliment? Um, I don't know if I have a final compliment. Aww. Sorry. This this movie kind of like was a miss for me. Okay. I was just kind of like, I don't know. It got to a point where I was just like getting bored. <laughs> sure. After like 30 minutes or something like that. See, that was me at the beginning of the movie. I was just like, oh boy, okay. But then things started to happen and I felt more interested in it. To the point that when the movie abruptly ended, I was like, is that it? Is that all you got? Okay, (laughs) all right, well. You just got started. Yeah, it really did. It really felt like that. Okay, well, I guess it's time to move on to our MVP. I 
think we've already heard my MVP. I gotta give major propers to that little porcupine. He was fucking cool. Yeah, I think I'm also gonna go with the porcupine. Okay. Like, the frog was funny, too, but the 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 sass that the fucking porcupine was throwing out was pretty good. The frog was cool, but there's... I think the frog is fun for that, like, three seconds where you don't understand what the fuck is happening, and he's jumping, and he's just like, I love you and you're like what the fuck the fucking bug realized our frogs are here <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fucking buds yeah i will give an honorable mention of all the main characters i think carrick was my favorite i think he was cool but let me tell you that little porcupine was extra cool <laughs> <laughs> extra cool guy yeah he oh he was mondo cool mondo cool that's right carrick mondo cool All right, we do not have a song, so we can't do best song. Nope. Y'all, it is time for the ranking. The ranking. The ranking of the movies. So, do you need a minute? No, I think I'm. You think think I'm good? good. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna say three, two, one, and then we're gonna shout it out. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. 24. Damn. 24. 24. Wow. Wow. I told you this one's more of a miss for me. Oh, I I thought it was not as good as I wanted it to be, but I still thought it was kind of cute. Oh, man. 24. So tell me about 24. I was just looking at other movies and I was just like, I think I enjoyed that a little bit more. I think I enjoyed that a little bit more. Like mm. I said, I was mostly just like bored through this whole movie. Sure. So. Yeah. Mm, man. And then I got down to Homeward and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you enjoyed Princess Emmy more. Sure. Okay. Gosh. You know, you're. Oh, man. You're making me rethink. Because I'm. Mm. It's a movie that didn't really bring anything interesting to the table unlike return of the dinosaurs or tentacolino or Chuck E. cheese and it's a movie that hmm you can't go a little bit higher <laughs> just a smidgy smidgy i could go up to 19 because that's originally where i was gonna place it oh, okay. but then i started like looking at like no, I like that one more. I liked that one more. I liked that one more. And then it just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Honestly, mm, I could probably see 19. I still think that Chuck E. Cheese should be a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Chuck E. Cheese and I'm like, I think I like Chuck E. Cheese more than this. Yeah, which is why I wound up putting it down at like 24. 24, sure. But I also think that I like this more than Howard Lovecraft. Yeah. You know, which is why I'm I'm a-okay putting it above Howard. It's just it's just the Chuck E. Cheese that's uh sticking in my craw. And then you got Arctic Dogs up there at 15. No, we can't. We're not doing this yet. <laughs> Arctic Dogs is actually fine. Arctic Dogs is fine. Does it really need no, to be No, it's fine. Up there? It's super totally fine. Here's the thing. Let's put Lil Fox at 19. And then let's put Chuck E. Cheese above Princess Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> But you just said you liked Chuck E. Cheese more than this. Mm. So wouldn't you want to put Chuck E. Cheese at 19 and this at 20? Mm. And Princess Simi at 21? Yeah. I could 
and scoot everything else down. I could probably do that. So you're saying... Jeff is wiping away with his finger. He's getting finger grease on my whiteboard. There is an eraser right over here somewhere. Oh, you monster. Jeff is putting Howard Lovecraft in the 20 spot and Princess Emmy at the 21 spot. Where does Chuck E. Cheese go, Einstein? Chuck E. Cheese goes at 19. So you're saying Chuck E. Cheese... I have to, I have to say it yeah, out loud yeah, for yeah. when I edit Chuck E. Cheese will so be 19. Chuck E. Cheese at 19. Little Fox at 20. 20. And then Howard Lovecraft at 21. Lovecraft at 21, and, the and rest everything of the goes down one. list just scoots down. I could probably... If you were in Excel, you would say, shift cells down. All right. So I'm going to read off from 17. We got Return of the Dinosaurs, 18, Phantom of the Opera, 19, Chuck E. Cheese and the Galaxy 5000, 20, The Little Fox, 21, Howard Lovecraft, 22, Princess Emmy, and 23, Little Ghost. Lethal ghost with a lethal fox. Yeah, almost. We're, we've almost got a little block. And with that, y'all, I think that's going to do it for this podcast. Let's see. If you had a good time, feel free to go on any place where you can give us five stars. It would be really appreciated. You know, you don't have to write about how we're like so life-changingly good and we're the greatest. You know, you can just yeah. be like, good good stuff yeah five stars good i like when the cat shows up if you would like to send us an email about anything you know it can be about movie recommendations it can be about memories of seeing these movies as a kid it can be about like uh what's your favorite transformer jeff who's your favorite transformer starscream mine is bumblebee I guess you don't need to send in that email <laughs> if you want to. We'll, we'll answer it again. Jeff, where would they go and send an email? Hey at indoorrecess.club. That's right. Hey at indoorrecess.club. If you don't want to send us an email and you would rather send us a tweet, Jeff, where would they go do that? At indoorrecesspod. That's right. At indoorrecesspod. There you can see when new episodes go up. You can see snippets from the movies. You can see dumbass little memes that I've made. Little uh, memes. Little memes for little fox. Sometimes I draw fan art. I don't know. It's a good old time. And I promise I don't post that much. So it won't be like, ugh, why am I following this goddamn every fucking 30 minutes? <laughs> and then finally, if you would like to go on our website and see the entire list and see where you can watch all these movies and all this and that, you would go to... IndoorRecess.club. That's right, IndoorRecess.club. Join the club. No, no Mario sound this week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I'll put, a, uh, I'll put a congratulations Mario Yay. sound. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, Jeff, do you have any other things that you would like to uh, uh, say... Before we before we go, this doesn't have to be... Oh, you know what? I've got something I'd like to say. Uh-oh. This is very, very, very inconsequential, but I would just like to give a shout-out to my main boys, Brad, Vinny, and Alex, who... <laughs> As of tomorrow. Oh, my God. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm going to be real for, like, nine seconds. Just give me, give me a minute. I know they're not listening to this, because why would they? Because their podcast has, like, a million downloads a day, and ours gets, like... Mm, a dozen or so but uh 
one of my favorite podcasts slash streaming websites of dudes that play video games, Giant Bomb, is losing three amazingly funny dudes this week. By the time you hear this, it's already happened. And I know they will never listen to this, but I would just like to put out into the the podcast waves that I will miss Vinny, Brad, and Alex dearly. And I hope that wherever they go, I hope that it's great. And hope uh, shit works out for them. Yeah, I hope shit works out for them. And hey, man, if you ever miss talking into microphones indoor recess, I know one of you motherfuckers have seen a movie. <laughs> Come on. No, seriously though, I'm very, I'm very upset. There, there are tears of sorrow, but also tears of joy, and that's that's all. Anyway, that uh, that's not about our podcast. No, it's time to close this. Jeff, what do you got for us? What do you got? If you can see it. You can catch it. There it is.